Welcome to the Security Asia podcast. My name is Ron Efron, and today my guest is Priscilla Lin. Priscilla and I both work for Blue Ocean Security. I am based in Shanghai, and Priscilla is based in Silicon Valley. Priscilla has a, has been active in the security and IT industry for over 20 years and has a lot of experience working with various customers and a lot of technical suppliers. Today we'll be talking about the various challenges we have seen with customers when they're evaluating or trying to migrate over or adopt to cloud security solutions. So this I'm very excited about this cast. We we've, we've been preparing for it. So we're going to jump right into it. Priscilla, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Ron. So, um, how did this idea come up? You know, you brought this idea to me a couple of weeks ago, and obviously, you're talking to a lot of customers, right? So, where 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 do things generally stand now in the market in terms of companies migrating over to or using more、uh, cloud-based security solutions? Yeah. So, so Ron,、um, you know, interestingly, as as you know, right? Before I joined Blue Ocean, I worked for another company, which is a cloud-based VMS solution. And I was looking from that, you know, that side of the world,、um, and and now I joined Blue Ocean Security. I'm more deeply involved with the、um, end customers, especially、right. Fortune 500, you know, G2000 type of customer. So my understanding of the challenges a lo- a lot deeper than before, and that's why I think it's an interesting topic we can discuss together, since I've been on both sides of table. Yeah. So, what are you now seeing in the market when you're talking to customers? What kind of reaction are you hearing a lot? So, I would say, you know,、um, fortunately, out of this unfortunate COVID nineteen pandemic,、um, you know, the more I talk to customer, the more cust- you know customer willing to、um, look at the cloud solution or at least start to think about it, right? So, before pre COVID, right, when I talk to a lot of clients or suppliers or system integrators. Um, they would say, "Yeah, it's nice to have a cloud solutions, right? But I don't have, you know, a personnel, a budget to evaluate right now, right? It's not our priorities because of the COVID.、Um, this is not the becoming, you know, sort of nice to have. It's becoming a priority now. They, you know, all the clients are looking at their roadmap. They want to do more with less, right?、Mm-hmm. So, so it's sort of like forcing them to use technologies to manage the workforce." Uh, especially right. right now, most of us still work from home. Why do you think COVID actually sort of sped up this process? Do you think it's because people are more used to、uh, working now with cloud various solutions because of COVID, so therefore they're op- more open to this? Yeah, I, I think a part of it is because、um, the lifestyle of workforce is changing right、mm-hmm. now, right? So, so right now, you know, still.、Um, Some of the company they have a staff going back to work right now gradually, but not every day and not everybody. So in order to be able to、uh, manage Salesforce, you have to use the technology. And one of the recent、uh, report I, I I came through online, I think it's by McKinsey, is talking about the interview、uh, many top executives and more than 90 percent of those corporations they are willing to invest in technologies、mm. uh, in the next few years. So they talk about you know.、Um, Before pre pre COVID timeframe,、um, they thought working from home is counterproductive. But the COVID nineteen proof is otherwise. Actually, they see sort of improvement on the productivity, which in terms sort of saving their、uh, operational costs by almost twenty percent. Right. In general, that sort of creates a situation where people are using sort of various cloud based 
tools or our operations and that gives more openness to that. So, so tell me what other perceptions and misconceptions have you sort of observed when talking to end users and customers? Yes, that's very good questions. Um, so usually, you know, when I, you know, start to talk about the cloud, people will say, oh, it's not secure, right? Um, you know, how people, you know, like, you know, you have the, uh, people hacking, you know, all the time and, and you have like, you know, all those kinds of concerns in their organizations. But actually, you know, cloud is actually more secure than on-premise solutions. Uh, think about that. You have a, a professional data center, right? Tier three or tier four data center. Uh, safeguard the, the information and uh, it's just like you know the banking solution and people are using online banking all the time and then using the 365 you know Microsoft right. all the time but they don't realize right that's that's cloud and this is a different cloud solution um, in terms of security they they think in a different category right and I think a part of that reason there are different people and the different departments within an organization that managing security versus managing IT. So um, I see many of the organization, if they sort of starting to um, converge IT and security under one single department, they are more you know, willing to adopt to new technology. Mm, interesting. Because they understand they they already adopt you know many of them on the IT side, but on security side of it, as you might know, many of the um, the decision makers um, right now are coming from the background of military or the police background, right? And and those are sort of what we call it, um, you know old school type of people. Uh, maybe they are you know, afraid of using technology, or maybe they are you know very difficult to change the habit, right? right. Being so used to 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 do it and that way, and they don't want to make changes, just afraid of maybe break something. Um, but as you know, like you know newer generations, um, you know. Like like our generation, right? You know, when I was born, the, the computer technology is still not there yet. But newer generation, they grew up with the technology. So once they're starting to, you know, get you know into the positions, they become decision makers. I think more and more adoptions will happen, and I predict, and many of the report also say so. Within the next ten years, I think the adoption rate is going to more than double than the past ten years. Of course. Isn't there, Priscilla, is, isn't there also a conception that a cloud solution might be more expensive than sort of the more traditional on-premise solutions? Yes, because um, the cloud solution usually with the visas, right, or, you know, access control as a service, um, usually is a, is a recurring subscription revenue, right? So you right. pay as you go. And so it's, it's usually by camera, right? Each camera you pay how much, right? That just does Take, you know, um, example, right? Very simple. Let's say one camera, $10. And you have a 1,000 camera, that would be $10,000 per month. And then multiply that by 36 months. So if they just look at this acquisition cost or yearly subscription, they might think it's more expensive. But one very important factor is, is not included here is the total cost of ownership. Exactly. Because if you, yeah, if you're going to uh, host on-premise solution, you need to set up your own, uh, you know, servers. You need to have your people, you know, to maintain the servers involving IT side of it as well. You need to set it up, right? And then and you, you treat it, exactly. You treat this as a capital, as a capex versus the OPEX model, right? People will think of that you can, Appreciation costs, you can save your tax money, right. but so does, you know, subscription cost can be part of your operating expenses as well, right? So when you really compare Apple to Apple, including all the maintenance costs, personnel expenses, 
the total cost of ownership is actually with the cloud solution is lower, especially now with unpredictable, you know, uh, workforce, right? And then unpredictable office hours. Um, and all the, you know, a lot of business, especially in retails, right? They don't know, you know, they're going to expand or they're going to, you know, sort of, you know, close down a, a few locations. Pay as you go models will make more sense more than yeah, ever. I would agree 100%. And from observing this, these sort of new solutions over the last couple of years, it also seems that prices are actually going down as well on a regular basis. And you're absolutely correct. You, when you have a on-premise uh, surveillance system, like you mentioned, it's not just the storage, but it's all, you also need the VMS machines. You need the servers. There's a lot more going on there. So that's very interesting. I one more question though about, about the migration. So do you see a difference between a client that's sort of retrofitting an existing facility as opposed to a new facility? Is there more uh, willingness to adapt to a new facility? And in retrofit facilities, do they need to change the cabling? Is there, is there anything else? Or is it just a an easy sort of migration method? So, so now more and more of the uh, you know solution providers make it easy, right? For example, for access control system, right? I think most of the you know the major uh, brand out there are using Mercury, right? Panels, mm-hmm. right? So some of the supplier they will make it easy that you know it's compatible with the Mercury. So if people already use, using existing cabling, they can just put in you know sort of the middleware, right? And then you have the wagon out, and you uh, you can just plug in and ready to go. So um, so they are already solution out there that make it really easy for people to do adoptions. You don't really have to replace all the cablings, right? So that's that's a, another misconception people may have. It's very expensive to mm. adopt, very expensive to make a change, but but it's not anymore, right? Um, you know, I'm starting to see some of the Fortune 500 type of company uh, starting to migrate to a cloud solution, which is um, it's really a good sign. It's almost like a I was saying security industry is a ripple effect, right? Once you have a few giants starting to adopt, everybody else will start in too, right? Because it will become a, a matter of a competitive competitive landscape, right? Yes. It's not like um, you are wishful thinking you, you want to use this or not. It's, you have to adopt it to stay competitive. Well, you know, it, it, it reminds me a lot in like 2006 or so when there was this whole, it was a similar situation where companies were considering, do we want to keep analog video or do I want to migrate over to digital video, right? And it was the same kind of process I went through. But at that point, you actually did have to change cabling and the the process seemed to be a bit more uh, heavy. But now I agree with you 100%, migrating or moving your access control system or your surveillance system to the cloud-based solution is actually a lot easier than people think. And it doesn't require a lot of changes on the site. So that's great. And to your point, with all these uncertainties in the future, this just gives you a lot more flexibility. You're also always using the most cutting edge uh, technologies. You don't have to buy new things you know, in the future. And it gives you more options to integrate with other various systems as well. So it just, it just uh, from my point of view, I agree with you. It looks to be only uh, advantages. Yes, especially I think it's sort of like, you know, when you are adopting a new solution, there, there are always uh, many of the uh, intermediate solutions out there, like, you know, high definition analog cameras, right? Mm. So allow you to use the existing cables and so on and so forth until, you know, all the cabling's wear and tear, you get to a point you have to replace the cable anyway. 
right? At that point, I think everything will become starting to digitalize and, right. and there will people will be adopting a K6 cable at that time. So Priscilla, do you have any suggestion, let's say if I'm a decision maker and I'm sort of a bit hesitant, but I would like to try or do a proof of concept or anything along those lines, do you have any suggestions about how to go by that? That's I like this question a lot uh, because I've been thinking about you know how should I you know uh, present a, a solution you know to the corporations or SMB for them to see that you know it's not so difficult to do a POC process, but I think the challenge is more of their internal approval process. Um, this is more so for the Fortune 500 type. But company, because the stakeholders is not only the security team, right, or the IT team. So you have finance team need to approve this. You know, um, you you need to increase the personnel to run through the POC process. You need to you know increase resources, uh, budgeting, and and so on and so forth. So I think the internal approval process is sort of a little bit of of the um, challenge there, right? But other than that, I would suggest any of the company that are starting to think about the cloud solution, they can reach out to their local solution providers, uh, system integrators, and they have them present a few different cloud solutions and the you know pros and cons for them to see. And then um, and those system integrator, right? That's that's sort of our job. Um, can help them go through the POC process. Everything, since it's cloud-based, everything can be done remotely. They can, you know, do a testing. They can check check it. Everything from home by just logging into the cloud, you know, and see it. And I think, you know, with with this currently decentralized workforce, and and we are still in the middle of the COVID nineteen, you will actually prove the concept even better. You know, mm-hmm. with the cloud solution, you don't need to be in your lab to run the testing, right? We can set it up for you. You can just see it. You know, play around with it, use the interface, whatever they need to be done remotely and anytime, anywhere. Right. That's that, that's great advice. You know, one other misconception that I've uh, seen is that some people think that cloud-based solutions are really only good for small companies and not that great for enterprise level kind of systems. But I that seems that's changing a lot. And there are companies that are really focused on enterprise level systems. That migration is moving in that direction. I guess I would also add to your point that if you're interested in hearing more or learning more or in, interested in this, this whole momentum, Try to educate yourself. All the large companies are have a cloud-based option today, and there's a lot of newer companies on the market as well. And you can meet with them, talk to them, see what they have, see what's good and best for your organization. And then, as you said, talk to your local service provider and ask them straight out. Say, if we were considering this, what would you recommend? You know, ask for suggestions and go through that education process. Because as you mentioned, Priscilla, in 10 years later, there will probably not be any on-premise systems. It just simply won't, it won't be available anymore. Yeah, that, that's my belief. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, right? This exactly. could happen in five years or 10 years and so on. And another point I wanted to also um, talk about is that the, the business intelligent part of it, right? For, for companies, um, you know, it's uh, if they are using it only for security purpose, it take a little bit longer for them to consider POC. But if they use it for business intelligence purpose, right? For example, you want to prevent, you know, shrinkage for the retail, right? So you use the POC as a solution together together with the uh, some sort of uh, video analytics um, so you can see the the invoicing you know the transaction and the payment in one place right they can kind of prevent the shrinkage 
and then you know you can also adapt it for uh, you know like shoplifting um, at the retail store or you can use it for manufacturing purpose you know um, line crossing you know for like unsafe area and so on and so forth so your people have a need in certain area in their vertical markets, right? They can reach out to their local system integrated, tell them that this is a problem I have. Do you have a solution? How do I re resolve this problem? So I can easily adapt to the new technology. Yes, that's right. The security is no longer just uh, doors and cameras. It's a lot more to do with security. And it's sort of off, to off topic a bit, but sort of related is that there's even app stores, security-related app stores that you can go in and buy a specific feature or function and easily put it onto your system and add those little, like a little niche app or feature. So there's a lot more options here uh, for companies and that translates to value, right? That translates to you getting more features and more value for your investment, which is really, op uh, really awesome. And it didn't, this was not available 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, exactly. And the cloud solution make a video analytics you know, much easier to adopt, right? Um, you know, it's like an, you you can use uh, one solution today, and if you don't need it, you can cancel it, right? Or you change your mind. You you think that you need a line crossing, right? But but actually, you don't really need it. You can change it to you know motion detection or other solution, right? The next three months, right? right. And also with cloud solution. It's sort of like, you know, um, in the long term, we talk about the cost. In the long term, you will see really the savings because since it's a cloud solution, you don't really need to change any of your on-premise uh, equipment. And if it's any new feature, any AI-based solution come out in the next one year, two year, or next few months, you know, we can start to adopt right away without having to change anything. Right. That's great. Okay. Well, th this is all really um, interesting points and there's a lot more we can go into, of course, but we might have to do another cast in the future where we go into specific uh, areas more deep. But just as a final question, I wanted to ask you, have you seen any really cool recent uh, technologies or features that you would like to share with us? Yes, I start to see more and more adoption on the uh, body warm cameras. For me, right, now, I order everything online, right, including the Japanese wagyu beef and so on. Everything is, is delivery, right? Um, and then a lot of those logistics, the challenge for them is that because the demand is more now, and then the delivery frequency is is a lot more than you know than before, right? People may want it every week or every few days, and there might be some dispute, right? People will say, "I never received it," you know, and and or you know, you you drop it somewhere, it got damaged. So with the body worn camera, you'll be able to uh, record everything. Even if you encounter a really hostile customers, then they will give you uh, the proof of evidence, right? So mm -hmm. I will see that the body worn camera used to be only used uh, for the police, right? For the safe for the um, the cities, right? More on the government, you know, public side. But I'm starting to see more and more adoption on the private side, especially for logistics and supply chain management. Okay, that's great. Once again, Priscilla, thank you for your time and thank you for sharing these insights uh, with us. I think I suggest to maybe another few months to do another cast and see what uh, what updates have been uh, happening in the market and we can sure. possibly deliver this to our uh, to our audience. Great. Thank you so for your you time. You have a good evening on your time. Yeah, you too.